Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely terrific day today, as always. Hope you guys are staying healthy and strong. And, you know, it's interesting. I saw another article from NBC, and apparently, you know, with what we're seeing from the mainstream media, and this Biden family crime syndicate that just becomes deeper and deeper and the media trying to cover up every aspect of it. They're now trying to essentially resurrect COVID to try to bring it back out, I guess, on the forefront and try to make sure that they can continue to control the narrative by keeping people as essentially, well, scared as possible, I guess, with propaganda I saw an article her, here earlier from a Dr. Kavita Patel who was on NSNBC, and she goes, we're seeing over a 12% uptake in hospitalizations from COVID-19 now. And she goes, if you don't have any symptoms, even if you do or you don't, a mask can be your best friend. Back in time, we had them in our pockets, in our coats, in our backpacks. It's time to bring masks out again, especially as school season starts. And it's funny to me how these individuals who now we've seen – numerous research studies that have not that showed that there was no decrease in anything, whether it came to the flu or common cold, with people simply wearing nasty, dirty cloths on their face for eight, nine hours a day. In fact, we've seen the research that's been very clear-cut that it massively increased uh, pneumonia and issues as far as bacterial pneumonia in the lungs, and that there was no decrease whatsoever in cases of pretty much any kind but yet there was numerous health problems that were occurring when people were wearing these masks all day long because these are medical devices that are used primarily in hospital situations to keep a doctor, if he's doing, say, an open chest, open heart surgery, and he's wearing a mask, it's to prevent him from basically sweating or breathing or spitting or anything like that while he's doing a surgery from contaminated inside of a patient's body. That was the only reason you ever saw individuals wear masks like this. There was no research at all showing that if you wear a piece of cloth over your face for 10 hours a day and let it get nice and soppy, wet, and slobbery with saliva and walk around in it, you somehow are going to stop transmission because there are no medical requirements when you're wearing those things. You'll just slap them on their face. And that's one of the research studies that I brought up where they took these masks that were clean and masks that had been used from children, and they tested them, and they had like 13 different types of bacteria on them, the ones that had been used, that were the, these kids were wearing in school, all the way from E. coli to strep. I mean, it was, it was disgusting, and I brought that up in the meeting at the school board meeting back in 2021 when the Polk County School Board was trying to remandate the mask for the following school year coming up. And that's when Dad and I went in there, and we had the videos that were posted up on YouTube, and they got pulled down, and we got stuff put back up again. And there were dozens and dozens of other parents that got up there and did the same thing. And what's interesting about this is these individuals, remember I told you, one of the primary reasons for the mask is from a visual psychological uh, engagement. They have to remind you about COVID and remind you to be scared. That's what the masks are all about. If their masks were never a topic, they never got brought up, those things never even really floated the subject, never really came to the surface, people would have been walking around in the United States going, all right, well, you know, maybe be a little cautious, maybe wash my hands more, maybe don't, you know, be touching stuff and then touching my face. And that would have been the end of it. But what they did was they constantly had to reiterate. So every time you went somewhere, you associated a mask with COVID. So it reminded you subconsciously 
all day long everywhere you went about COVID. It was a psychological warfare tactic, and it was done very, very well. It worked successfully, and that's exactly why they're trying to push this again now. And these doctors are discussing how masks need to be worn again now. We all need to get back on masks. And by the way, you need to get your triple vaccine in the fall with your RSV, your flu, and your COVID shot. How about we just kind of let our bodies handle any type of external environment that gets exposed to us and external viruses, how about we let our body handle it? Like it was designed to by God Almighty. How about we bump the vitamin C up, you know, four, five, six, seven thousand milligrams a day. You bump your D3 up and you bump your zinc up, you bump your iodine up. That's just, hey, just throwing that out there. Seemed to work really good for me and every single other person I knew that did that protocol for the last couple of years. Yet somehow, oh, no, no, you can't possibly allow that to happen. And what's interesting now, <laughs> there's an article and a report that just came out from the Brooke McCormick Animal Law and Policy Program that essentially tied in with a company called One Health. And they are now predicting the next pandemic is likely to emerge from the U.S. meat supply. It reviews all the different areas of life and commerce that evolve animal and human contact, however brief or rare, and the subsequent hypothetical zoontonic transmission chains not surprisingly one health documents are repeatedly referenced in this report overall the one health agenda calls for minimizing and eliminating certain human and animal contact sterilizing areas where any animals are kept or butchered increasing the use of antibiotics and vaccines in animals across the board and calls for massively increased biosurveillance and testing of all animals you can't make this up in contrast, the report is primarily focused on legislative and regulatory actions to curtail zoontonic disease, including the potential banning of certain animal practices that present greater risk from relatively little value or economic or otherwise. Will this warning be used to justify the transition to fake meat? Wouldn't be surprising to me. The fake meat industry wants you to believe that their cell-based lab concoctions that are essentially grown in a Petri dish are somehow the answer to today's environmental woes. And that includes the threat of zoontonic disease transmission. And the lab-grown meat is going to be very sterile and clean. It's going to be very healthy for you. And that's how you need to eat it. Remember the entire lie again I told you guys yesterday? About the bat transmission in the wet market in you know, Wuhan, and we find out that entire thing was completely fabricated. Nothing about that was accurate at all. So basically, you have the One Health narrative is saying that natural environments are posing countless risks to human health and there must, must be continually controlled. Meanwhile, it's the effort of controlling, manipulating, and essentially going in and modifying what was already here – in an effort to control or replace nature is the first reason why we have a lot of these issues. And again, like you saw, I told you guys yesterday, that crazy lab out in California. And I found out now this where it was actually located is an hour outside of Fresno in Reedley City. What's interesting about this, that town has less than 25,000 people on it, in it. It's not – that wasn't down in L.A. or some like crazy area. It was in a small little town called Reedley City. Ironically enough, this stuff has barely been making any mainstream news with this lab that they found over 800 different types of chemicals with dozens of different types of pathogens, all types of samples, tissue samples, blood samples. Insane. I was looking at some of the photos today and then find out the building was tied into a Chinese firm out of Nevada, and yet 
nobody's talking anything about this. Nobody's investigating it. Nobody's trying to figure out who's operating this. Why in the world do you have stuff like Ebola and you know, COVID and all these other viruses that they're literally trying to work on weaponizing with mice in this lab? And yet, hey, nothing to see here. Don't talk about it. Uh, we just need to focus on the fact that um, you know Biden didn't get his ice cream and he stumbled over the teleprompter again today. So that's that's what we're going to talk about for the day. Again, look at the distractions. But there's something very strange going on about this that happened out in California, and now you've got this research study, this article from One Health and these doctor and these in Harvard, Harvard Law with Brooks McCormick Animal Law Policy talking about how the next pandemic is going to be with animals. They're going to try to use this like they've done multiple times to use euthanize you know five million chickens like they did two years ago because the alleged avian bird flu had gotten the chickens are they going to go in and butcher and euthanize all these cows again because allegedly we got the you know the um mad cow disease is that what's going to happen don't know but one thing i've continually told everybody on a regular basis this is why it is so important to have back up food supply on a regular basis whether you're running organic food buckets or you're running beans and rice have some backup food obviously it's good to know how to run off the land and have some extra food that you're growing and avocados and fruit and basically have your own chickens and stuff i highly encourage that and i recommend it However, it's also good to have food on hand in the event that something strange starts happening. You're not trying to fight with all the other wild individuals that are going through the store ransacking it, trying to basically you know, panic buy everything. We've seen that down here in Florida. I've told you before, it's gotten worse and worse and worse as we have more individuals that are coming here from other parts of the country. Every time there's a hurricane now, you see footage and you see videos on social media, people just going in and freaking out, getting in fist fights over bottles of water and getting in these giant fights. That didn't happen in Florida 20 years ago. People already knew about hurricanes well in advance. You may stop by the store. You can go buy an extra 10, 15 gallons of water. You might buy extra food that you're going to throw on the shelf. And that was it. Everything operated in a pretty clear, concise, respectable manner. But when you start getting individuals that don't stock up, that aren't self-sufficient, that aren't prepared, that live on that, oh, we got a day of food in our cupboard and that's how we're going to survive and rely on a daily basis, that is a very serious problem when you start having a society that's growing in certain areas and nobody knows how to handle any type of stress or natural disaster with any type of logic or reason. They simply go after fear, and that is not the way you should be operating at all. So continue to stay strong, my friends. Keep your immune system healthy. I have no idea what they're working on right now, but there's obviously something with a lot of this rhetoric they're putting out there with this triple-demic, and now they're bringing COVID up and all this other fear porn. No idea what they're working on, but I can tell you one thing. It's probably not good, so keep your immune system strong. Make sure you're drinking adequate water, exercising, getting fresh air. You know, it shouldn't have any problem getting sunlight this summer. We have a nice warm summer. Make sure you're racking up the supplements and staying up to date on your vitamin C and D3, and you'll be just fine. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great, Austin. Great entry. Uh, and uh, It was a good, good, good introduction. Uh, I... I've got multiple friends now that have COVID and people that I know that I've contacted online that have contacted me. Uh, almost all of them are vaccinated and their immune systems are pretty much shot, but they're really deathly ill. I mean, hospitalizations have gone through the roof again. And it's sad because, you know, I've warned them and warned them and warned them not to get vaccinated, but they did anyhow. And so now they've got this immune system that's shot. I've got another friend of mine who she's going through cancer treatment and chemotherapy right now. And, you know, I'm diametrically opposed to certain types of cancer treatment. And she's having all kinds of horrible, horrible side effects. And I asked her this morning, I said, can you do me a favor, please? Just let me know what to pray for, but don't give me the you know, breakdown as far as the day-to-day 
pain and misery and all the stuff that you're being, you know, happening to you because of the chemo. I said, I'm diametrically opposed to that treatment protocol. And I said, you know, I just, I can't deal with it from a friendship standpoint because it's too much on me. So, I mean, a lot of stuff just kind of happens to people because they make choices and the choices come back to haunt them, you know, sometimes for an eternity. And when it comes to the eternal timeline, we know about that. And a lot of times this, this timeline here on this planet, this little short time we're here, you know, it gets affected also from a health standpoint. You know, we have so many people now that I know that are suffering from senile dementia or, or mental disorders. A lot of that was caused by the COVID and the COVID lockdowns and a lot of the stuff that's being done as far as perpetuated through the mainstream media and through the alt media, in some cases as far as the fear porn, just making people just stay terrified all the time. But the COVID is coming back now. And please don't send me letters. I don't want to listen to it because it's not true. Telling me that there's no such thing as COVID. It, it, there, there is COVID. It's, a, it's, a, it's an enhanced version of the flu. It's a bioweapon. And it was put together in Wuhan, China, probably through Kenemeth, through Fort Detrick. They worked on it for 20 years, and it was all to push the vaccine, which is the true bioweapon, the real, real bioweapon. So <clears throat> this, back, this, this flu is a mess. You know, I, I, had the, I had the COVID several different times last year. It always affected my throat. It affected my energy levels, affected my speech, my sense of smell. Flu doesn't do that. You know, and, and so just be aware of that. And there's also another type of other respiratory virus running around, which they're probably mixing with the COVID now, that basically is affecting the lungs, affecting coughing and all kinds of other stuff. So they're going to do this. And as I told I told you years ago, it's not going to be nuked. You're not being nuked. Just repeat that. I will not be nuked. Uh, it's just not happening. You know, they're not going to do that. They're not blowing up their 5G, 6G infrastructure. It's too expensive to replace. Too much time, too much work that was put putting this in place while Donald Trump was president. And, you know, while he was pushing the, you know, the, the Operation Warp Speed and the COVID jabs to everybody and trying to take guns away from everybody with red flag gun laws and, and basically putting more CFR members into the White House and administration than any other president in the history of the world, you're that president, you know, signing away our rights, signing away this, signing away that, saying he was tricked into this, tricked into that, making one excuse after another excuse after another excuse, putting unbelievably horrible people in his cabinet. Don't forget about his, you know, the people he did as far as from an administrative <clears throat> legal standpoint, <clears throat> how bad they were, how they turned on him. It's on and on and on. And, and the truth of the matter is he didn't fire these people. He could have gotten rid of the ones who were bad. You look at the attorney generals that were horrible. I mean, just, that never ends. But yet there are so many Christians out there that are still absolutely stuck, you know, on Donald Trump and wanting him to be president again. And yet they're not seeing that the only hope that we have is through Christ, period. That's it. You know, and that's what these Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan people do not want us to see. And they're going to release another bioweapon. It'll probably be a triple pandemic this time, you know, using the SARS virus, using the COVID virus, using this respiratory virus, and basically pushing it through the people. But remember, keep your D3 levels up, keep your vitamin C levels up, keep your potassium iodine levels up, keep your zinc levels up. If you have to, get some more ivermectin and, and you know, and hydroxychloroquine because they really do well from an antiparasitical. And just – just relax and chill out, take your supplements, and just, just don't get all caught up in the fear porn. And just say, well, I've had it before. If I have it again, I'll get over it again. It is what it is. I'm going to stay healthy. It's like Austin. So there's plenty of sunlight still. It's summertime. Down here in Florida, there's more sunlight than you ever want to deal with as far as the heat right now. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented, the heat we're having down here. It's ridiculously hot. But yet, you know, here we are basically in a situation where we've got geoengineering, mainstream media lying to all of us. You know, now we've got Biden saying he's going to dim the sun. He's actually admitting to doing this stuff and wanting to do it all, which, of course, they've been telling us that for 20 years. And it never ends. But the bioweapon is where the population reduction is going to be. Remember, this fallen angel group that's down here with us, <clears throat> we are their petri dish, period. 
they like to experiment on humans. I mean, they've been doing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. They like to do this stuff. They already did it in Genesis chapter six. You know, they were given the ability to create different things, and God had this, you know, the, the ability to create life. But these angels were trained, you know, in the development of the universe and got to the point where they thought they could do whatever they wanted to do. And then they ended up basically rebelling against God. We covered this in angel wars, but we have to understand that these entities have the ability to do the biologicals on people and change people's DNA. They can't create life, but they can change DNA. And that's what they're doing. Perhaps they need to clean us up a little bit to make us, make us a little bit more tasty, I guess, for them when they absorb our energy fields. I don't know, a bunch of weirdos. I mean, that's what they did with the bloodline families while they were interbred over and over and over again, so they were easier to possess. And we see this happening from this group of entities that basically are in another dimension. And that's why Jesus said that our battle is not about flesh and blood. It's about these principalities and these high places. And once we understand that and we look at it from a Christian standpoint, we realize that we have to stand our ground, put on the full armor of God, and realize that every single day is just another day here on prison planet Earth. And that we can have a great time here as long as we're serving the Most High God and we create our physical reality by the words that we speak and by the power of prayer. We know that. It's the strangest secret ever is that you literally become what you think about, what you pray about, and how God will continue to manifest things in your life. You pray and think and speak on these things, and we have to understand that we have to maintain a positive attitude without being fault fighters or complainers. That's why God says think on the good things all the time and try to hang out with people that are good people, that are going to encourage you. I mean right now nobody needs criticism. We all need support, period. And, and we need to support one another and love one another and edify each other and pick each other up and just tell each other how important we are to one another and just do the best we can from a Christian standpoint to be the best we can for everybody who we associate with on an ongoing basis. Because if we do that, then we're going to do well. If we don't do that, we're going to have an issue. You know, we're going to be dealing with, you know, the negative fault finders and the complainers and everybody else. I mean, Jim Rohn said it this way. It was so funny. He said, there's only four or five real horrible, mean, nasty people in the world. Of course, he's being facetious, but this is how he used this term. So there's only four or five horrible, nasty, miserable people in the world because the problem is they move around a lot as so you keep running into them. And, and, and it's true. You start finding people that you think were positive and you start finding out that they're really not positive. They really are negative. And you start wondering, is anybody real anymore? And that's what we try to do here on the Ted and Austin Brower show. We try to bring you the latest news, the latest health research to the best of our ability in a consistent format, always being the same people. I mean, Austin and I, you guys know, when you come to see us and you visited us and you talk to us, you go, wow, you're exactly like you are on the show. That's because we're exactly like this all of the time, you know, except maybe when your blood sugar gets a little low, I get a little grumpy sometimes. But, but I try not to my blood sugar get low with the show. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know that's what God wants is consistency from us. He wants us to be the same yesterday, today, and forever the way he is. And that's the goal here, isn't it? Have that relationship with God, have the relationship with Christ, to be able to bring honor and glory to God in all that we do think and say, and to be real, to realize that we're sinners saved by grace through basically the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, that none of us deserve to get to heaven, but we all get to go there if we believe in Christ, and we have our body and our chemistry and our DNA continually renewed by the blood of the Lamb, basically as an in, intense interdimensional scalar wave that permeates the entire universe of energy. So I just thought I'd mention, oh, by the way, I did go see the movie Oppenheimer. And I will say it is a good movie. I liked it. It's long. It's about three hours. It was long. And it was interesting. It was like a whole bunch of German Jews backbiting a bunch of other German Jews developing the atomic bomb. It really it didn't, it didn't, it didn't miss anything. It just showed it all. You know, lying about each other, backbiting each other. It was awful. And how they developed the atomic bomb and then talked about the hydrogen bomb and, you know, different bombs and all the things they were putting together. Talk had Einstein in there. 
with Oppenheimer and some of their conversations. So uh, it gets a. But now I got to so say one other thing: do not bring your kids to this. It has some graphic nudity in there and a couple of sex scenes that did not have to be in this movie at all. So it is not a movie for children at all. Period. But you got to be aware of that. I want to warn you about the sex and the graphic nudity. And so apparently Oppenheimer was a real sleaze and like he was a womanizer. And so they had to show some of that because it was part of the, his. In, in, he was involved with the Communist Party heavily, heavily involved with the Communist Party. And that's what some of the heavy criticism when they took his security clearance away from him. And they showed that in the movie. And it talked a lot about the communists and how they had infiltrated the major universities. That would be through the Frankfurt School that we talk about on this show. And it also talked about the physics behind you know, nuclear fusion and fission and how the entire world and the entire universe is made of energy. And it also talked about the fact that when they released this nuclear explosion, they didn't know if it was going to be uncontrolled and basically vaporize the entire atmosphere on the planet. But they're going to go ahead and try it anyhow. Just thought I'd mention that. And they said, well, it's almost a near zero that's going to happen, but there's a zero, near zero possibility that we're going to basically destroy the entire planet when we set this thing off. So you stop and you think about it, and you're like, well, that's really just something I wish they hadn't done, and we all wish that. But again, that's why these entities that run this planet aren't going to let us have another nuclear war, another nuclear exchange. It's too devastating to the system they have built down here, this holographic energy field that we live in, and it causes too many changes too rapidly because of what it does from a destruction standpoint. So don't don't worry about getting nuked. It's not going to happen. Uh, Mancal sent me a very, really interesting picture yesterday. It was funny. I need to post it. It was a picture of Hunter Biden, you know, hugging, you know, Joe Biden. In the middle was Zelensky. He was they were hugging. They had given him given him a, a sandwich hug. And so there's a little Zelensky having his head stick out between these two clowns. And I thought to myself, yeah, it's about right. We're using Ukraine to implement and to bring in a new world order. We're using this amount of money we're spending to arm third world countries. This is a giant poop show is what it is with Ukraine. And now Ukraine, now, now, now Zelensky saying this could be a 30-year war, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And again, it's just more obfuscation. As they continue to arm third world countries, they continue to bring in immigrant invading armies into the United States through the southern border. As they continue to give them free housing and free cell phones and free food and free everything, as they continue to destroy the U.S. dollar. It's amazing to me to watch this stuff happen in slow motion. And then we start to realize that a lot of this was done directly because of what Rockefeller and basically Carnegie and and you know and, and all the rest of these money barons who were supported by the Rothschild banking cartel, the Rothschilds. You know, back in the 1800s, back in the, in the early 1900s, and maybe this interview. Ever coming actually interviews Jacob Nordigan, a Swedish research and author about the Great Reset and plans for a totalitarian future. The interview takes you on a journey from the late 19th century with Robert Barons, laying out the nefarious plan of how we ended up in the place we are today, on the verge of takeover by a corrupted few, which would be the Rothschild money handlers. Nordegan is the author of Rockefeller controlling the game. Now remember, Rockefeller and Rothschild's assets became so intertwined by the 20s and the 30s that it was literally impossible to tell the difference. The book that explores how the prominent family funded and shaped key aspects of society from environmental and climate research to education to medicine to politics and agricultural, all using propaganda techniques brought to them by the Rothschild banking cartel and what they did with Edward Bernays. I'm adding some of this. The Rockefeller's goal, Rothschild's goal, was a transformation of the world's economy, culture, and governments into a new world order with the Rockefellers and their select cronies at the helm. Much of the new world order's plans are based on crisis management. That's problem, action, solution, a Galian dialectic, and the idea that a great crisis will occur that will lead to a great transition. 
The globalists will sweep in to save the day, transforming society into the promised paradise, which will be underneath Lucifer, underneath the third temple that's being built in Israel. This, this, this will actually take away all of the nation's national sovereignty. The article explains how J.D. Rockefeller, the world's richest man of the early 20th century, planned to create and control every aspect of the global society. Rockefeller used his wealth he made in oil to take over medicine and to force out naturopathic approaches and chiropractic approaches. That allowed him to force medicine to be a, based on oil-derived drugs to treat symptoms to further enrich his family and not treat any of the causes. This is why chemotherapy is so bad, which is basically mustard gas from World War I. It's unbelievably poisonous. The Rockefellers created the United Nations, which led to the World Health Organization. Remember, the Rockefellers, it's saying they created the United Nations. But let's stop and back it up. The Rockefeller Rothschild conglomerate tried to force the League of Nations after World War One. It was almost all high-level communist people who were involved in the League of Nations who forced Germany to sign the armistice. A lot of the German government had been you know, compromised and capitulated to signing this armament, which created World War II. As my friend John Parvin says, all World War II was the continuation of World War I. They couldn't get the League of Nations passed because the United States refused to ratify it. But that would, the, well, Wilson said he would ratify it, but the Senate would not. So it didn't get through. So let's start over again. Now we have a little background here. The Rockefellers, along with the Rothschilds, after the failing of the League of Nations, created the United Nations, which led to the World Health Organization. Their protege, Henry Kissinger, tutored Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum, also another Rothschild agency, who's advocating the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The Rockefellers drove the Green Revolution. The goal is global control by a tiny, unelected cabal of Luciferian Satanists who basically worship the evil one. Various crises are created to instill mass fear and encourage unquestioning obedience and compliance. Here we go. The Rockefellers rise to power. In the late 19th century, Rockefeller became the richest man in the world. He started Standard Oil Corporation in 1870, which soon came under fire in 1911. Standard Oil was ruled on an unreasonable monopoly and split into 34 companies, which became Exxon, Mobil, Chevron, Amoco, Marathon, and others, and made the Rockefellers even richer. To improve his image and exert more control, Rockefeller got into philanthropy, allowing him to avoid taxation and put money into society in the ways that would benefit his businesses. Rockefeller funded the current University of Chicago, the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research, allowing him to set research agenda to further their own interests, including putting naturopathic medicine out of business and chiropractic out of business. Then in 1913, Rockefeller set up the Rockefeller Foundation. Now remember, he's doing all of this money and being funded all of this time by the international banking communities pushing the Federal Reserve Act. The foundation, in partnership with Andrew Carnegie, another Rothschild basically flunky, and Abraham Flexer, another Rothschild flunky, then set out to centralize the U.S. medical schooling, orienting it to germ theory of disease, which states that germs are solely responsible for disease and necessitate the use of pharmaceuticals to target the germs. With that narrative at hand, Rockefeller Rothschild financed the campaign to consolidate mainstream medicine adopt the philosophies of the growing pharmaceutical industry, which he also owned, and shutter its competition. Rockefeller's crusade caused the closure of more than half of the U.S. medical schools. Think about that. Fostered public and press scorn for homeopathy, osteopathic, chiropractic, nutritional, holistic, functional, integrative, and natural medicines, and led to the incarceration of many practicing physicians. What many don't realize, however, is that the Rockefeller Foundation was the precursor to the World Health Organization, Again, Rothschild controlled and also played an important role in the transition of the League of Nations to the United Nations, which I mentioned earlier. Here again, you'll notice the connection to the modern-day Bill Gates, 
to try to monopolize the early computer market with his software company, Microsoft, brought to you by Alien Technologies from Roswell. Just thought I'd mention that. Using PR and philanthropy, he was able to change his ruthless corporate image to one of a generous philanthropist. But like Rockefeller, Gates uses his donations to grow his own wealth as the money spent on charity ultimately ends up benefiting his own investments and or business interests, creating problems of global scale. In order to establish a new world order, there needs to be problems that are in global in scope. The Rockefellers contacted individual people to discuss what problems would apply, selling, setting on science as a buzzword with global health and pandemics, along with oceanography. To, they're perfect to make a global fear narrative, Cummings says. In the 1950s, the Rockefeller picked Henry Kissinger, who again mentored Klaus Schwab, World Economic Foreman, and Kissinger recruited Schwab at Harvard International Seminar, which is funded by the United States CIA, which is a satanic organization. The Rockefellers and the early WEF affiliations can also be tied back to the Club of Rome, a think tank think that aligned with neo-Malthusianism, which is satanic stuff again. The idea that an overly large population would decimate resources, this is brought to you by the Frankfurt School and also from the Jason scholars back in the 40s and 50s, was intending to implement a global depopulation agenda. Then in 1972, a United Nations meeting about climate change was held to come up with a plan to manage the planet in a sustainable manner. This led to the creation of Agenda 21, the inventory and the control plan for all land, water, minerals, plants, animals, construction, means of production, food, energy, information, education, and all human beings in the world. This is what George W. Bush and Obama and Trump did as far as signing some of the executive orders they did to give this production facility, production ability of the United States back into the hands of the government. This great transition, much of the New World's Order plans are based on crisis management, the alien dialectic, and the idea of the great crisis will cause and transform society. Cummings explained, the pandemic truly was a trigger. It created a horrific dystopia mandate. Anti-science became the new science. Every single thing in COVID was anti-scientific. Essentially, in the end, we know that, but it was a trigger for a massive splurge of all their climate strategies. Transgender society atomization strategies have exploded and there's a lot of massive change in immigration transgender again brought to you by the satanic Kabbalist luciferian elite who bring you all of this stuff that whether or not elite they're scum we don't want to get into immigration in this discussion he says but it has been many times identified as a way of breaking down nationalism so all of this stuff i'm going to i'm going to post this article for you guys to read because it's really really good and i've added a lot to it but the truth of this is that this same group is satanic in nature that's what they are they worship lucifer and what, the, what this article is not going into is the fact that the Rockefeller-Rothschild complex is intrusive through everything. And I remember years ago, I had a person that I used to be a friend. He's no longer a friend, the pastor. And I read because he just actually, well, never mind, I'm not going into it. But what if he wanted me to promote a book on the show. And he'd done a good job on the first half of the book. He didn't write the book. Somebody else wrote the book. And he basically just published it. And what ended up happening is this guy had done a really good job for the until about 1920, 1930, and he completely took the Rockefeller Rothschild agenda and split it, made everything Rockefeller and no longer Rothschild, who are the money guys. And I told my pastor friend, I said, the book loses track and loses basically stability right here, and I can't promote this because it's simply not true from about page 300 or 250 on. It just doesn't work. It lets it go. But then I found out later – now listen to me, friends – this is what I found out. I haven't told you this, that an emissary, a group of people from the Rothschild banking cartel met with this evangelist in England and explained to him that he was wrong as far as the Rothschild family. Just thought I'd mention that. And after that, he really backed off of this. And I thought, whoa, that's a terrible, terrible compromise. 
But that's what happened. So I would not promote the book, which ended up leading to um, the solution of the friendship. But the point was I'm not going to sit here and give you guys information that I don't think is accurate. I'm not going to do it. I'm telling you. This entire group is being controlled through the royal family that started way back when in the 1800s, the early 1800s, when basically they decided they were going to rebuild the third temple in the 1820s. And they decided they were going to have to do this through basically cultural Zionism and, and basically cultural Marxism. And they started with the Schofield Reference Bible, which started with Darby, which started with Samuel Ultramire, which pushed all the way. You've got to go back to 1820s. You've got to go back 200 years to see the purge of this and what they've done to us, all about rebuilding a third temple. This is all through the Masonic Lodges, because remember, in the 30th degree ritual for the Masonic Lodges, when you deny Christ and all the other religions out there, the person in the casket who's talking to you in the mortuary now used to be a basically a lodge. They turned it into a mortuary. Is the same guy who wrote the Zohar, which is the ancient Babylonian text of the ancient Kabbalah, Kabbalist, Luciferian religions of the worship of Baal, Moloch, and Asherah. That's what they want back. So that the highest levels of Masonic lodges, pure Satanism. And so they wanted to bring in the third temple because they know that the Antichrist has to walk out of the third temple, according to the book of Thessalonians, and declare himself God. That's the goal here. The whole thing goes back to the third temple. That's why they had to bring in cultural Zionism. They had to bring in cultural Marxism, and they had to rebuild the third temple, and they have to make Israel the poster child for everything good that they want everybody to believe. And in essence, it's everything bad because it's a Rothschild creation that's trying to usher in the Antichrist and the end of the world and bring us under a Luciferian-dominated dictatorship. That's what it's all about. Now, you can pretend like that's not it, but that's what it is. But I, I want to read this article to you because it really did a good job explaining what happened with the Rockefellers, how they took over medicine because they wanted to put petrochemicals into us like chemotherapy to make huge amounts of money. See, let me say it to you this way. They don't care how much you suffer. To them, you're just an animal. You're a lab rat. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a roach in a Petri dish. They don't care. They don't care. They, they don't see you as a human being created in the image of God. They, you as some, they see you as something they want to experiment with and destroy. In this lab thing they've got going on. That's why the Bible says Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who may devour, but he may not devour you because you are sanctified by the blood of the lamb. You've got to remember that. And so because you're sanctified by the blood of the lamb, and they have to put you back into your room or whatever. They have to leave you alone if you call in the name of Jesus. They really hate you. I mean, they, they really, really do hate you, by the way. And so they want to destroy you and change you into something else so you're no longer recognizable because they want to put the mark of the beast in you or on you so that you cannot be redeemed. That's the goal here. They figure they're going to hell. Okay, They have no plan of redemption. They're going to take as many people with them as they can. The problem is most people no longer have the ability to think because of you know cultural degradation, because of the Frankfurt School. Because of everything we've talked about with tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and 100 million people hooked on opiates in the United States or some type of derivative of some type of painkiller, all of this stuff is here to destroy your brain and to separate you from God Almighty. That's what they want. They come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And if we understand that and we get that, then we start to understand what the scope is of this war we are in, what the scope is of this battle we are in, and we need to understand something. And this is very, very important. This isn't a game. For your hearts and minds. So that's part of it. This is a game to them for your very soul because they want to control you and they want to change you so you can no longer be redeemed. I talk about this in the series Angel Wars. So, guys, please listen to me on this. It's important you keep your hearts and minds in Christ. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. In everything that I do, I'm going to praise God in all things at all times, and I'm going to stand here in the gap 
And I'm going to continue to pray for you guys and believe God that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now, this show's got millions of listeners now, and I'm so blessed to be part of it because God's done all this for us. But the reality is, is you got to tell people about the show. Let them listen to what I just talked about right now. Let them go do their own research on what I just talked about and see if I'm right or wrong. Because I know I'm right or I would have told you all the stuff I told you today. And let them realize that we have to put on the full armor of God. And no matter what we do, we've got to stand our ground. We've got to dig into the trench, and we're going to go, okay, you pushed us this far back. It doesn't matter what the TV evangelists have done. It doesn't matter what they've done with their continual support of Israel, the nation that likes to shoot children for sport in Palestine. It doesn't matter what they've done to promote that. We can't do that. We have to stand ground on what the Word of God says, and we've got to stand with Jesus the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, to whom all things are possible through Christ. We've got to stand with him and realize that we have to think about what we're doing all the days of our life and that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the goal here. And we'll do that, and we'll do everything we need to do from a Christian standpoint to the best of our ability. And we fall short, just repent for your sins. Grace is sufficient for you. And realize that if you stand your ground, keep your attitude good, prepare yourself— Take your supplements. Don't get caught up in the Rockefeller, Rothschild, Remdesivir world, how bad that product is. You already know how poisonous that stuff is. Used for Ebola with a 50 or 60% kill rate within the first two weeks just on that product alone. And realize that we can stay healthy and we do everything God wants us to do, but we've got to stand our ground and do what's right in God's eyes all of our lives. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Yeah, you're spot on with that, and that's why there is such now an overt concerted effort to go after the younger children, because for the longest time now, you know, the children have always kind of been, you know, for the most part, they weren't really, there was never really an agenda that was blatant out that's there, right, that's right, right in front of everybody's face. You know, they, there's always subliminal stuff they did, and they did stuff in TV shows over, you know, the 80s and 90s, you saw some of that, but there's not even an acting, there's not even a presentation like they're pretending like they're not coming after the kids anymore. What you're seeing now with this push for this transgenderism ideology with these young children. And I mean, the fact that you actually have people saying now that they think it is an okay concept to talk to five, six, seven-year-olds about sexual preferences and sexual behavior from people that aren't even their family without parental consent. I mean, that right there shows you this isn't an, this isn't a obscure effort anymore. This isn't clandestine. They're doing it right in front of you, and they want you to consent to it. Because remember, this is always what these groups are about that Dad was just mentioning. They want your consent. They want you to agree with it and go along with it. They want you to go along with the mandates and the mask and all the stuff they tell you to do because essentially it's your free will. Look at the research that's come out again now. Another study just came out showing that the pandemic lockdowns had devastating effect on development of children. The research came from the Institute of Fiscal Studies noted that children ages between four to seven were the most heavily impacted negatively from the deterioration as far as from emotional and social skills during COVID. Why is it? Because that age bracket is so important right there. It's where they're really starting to figure out kind of who they are as children, so to speak, which is going to turn into who they are as teenagers, which is going to be who they are as adults. This is why they go after the kids right now with this perversion at four and five years old. They know the age bracket that their targets are. They want to desensitize them and demoralize them so that these children have no sense of self. They have no concept of who they are, except it's just you are whatever you want to be at any point in time. 
This is why they're going after it. This is why I told you the lockdowns were so horrific on the kids, on families, and why I encourage people to make sure you were keeping your children social. And never at any point in time in history did we tell people that were perfectly healthy with no symptoms, that were all staying strong and healthy and taking their supplements, that they had to quarantine like they were sick. We only quarantine sick people or people that are symptomatic. That's the only time we've ever done that in history because that's standard protocol. Somebody's sick, they quarantine. We quarantine an entire country. The vast majority of people were not sick at any point in time. And rarely, when they did get sick, they didn't even have a ton of symptoms. They get sick for four or five days, like Dad said. You basically take your supplements, you get over it, and you move along. You didn't have to stay in your house and quarantine for 14 days until you took five PCR tests back to back to back that all said they were negative. I mean, what kind of stupid stuff was that? And again, it was just arbitrary stuff that they randomly pulled out to see what people would comply with. That's what a lot of it was. How far can we push them? How far will they take this? How much will they go along with until they finally start pushing back? And that's why I've said before, what you're seeing right now, the vast majority of reports that I've heard as well, as far as people that are really getting sick again from allegedly from COVID, are people that have the injections. Everybody I know that's really strong and healthy is just kind of just gets over stuff or they may get sick for a day or two and they go along with it because they're taking care of their bodies. One of the biggest things you need to make sure you're doing is limiting the sugar. Sugar and basically refined carbohydrates like white pasta and potatoes and those things that turn the sugar very quickly, you really need to limit those if you're trying to work on your immune system or you're feeling a little compromised or you're a little down, you're starting to get a bug. Sugar massively decreases your immune system productivity. So you need to make sure you're limiting that, especially if you're trying to stay healthy or if you're under the weather. Same thing with kids. If kids are trying to get healthy or they're getting sick, don't be making, don't be letting them have ice cream every night. Don't be going and letting them eat a bunch of, you know, white pasta and white potatoes and a bunch of junk food and a bunch of cookies and candy. Don't do it. I know people that do that on a regular basis. I've seen it. And their kids are constantly sick. They constantly are getting these coughs that they're spreading to everybody else and spreading everything because all their kids want to do is junk out on, you know, on, on Oreos and candy and cupcakes all day every day. So all they want to do is eat junk. I don't know why my kids are sick all the time. I don't know why they have constant coughs. I don't know why they're giving it to everybody. I don't know what could be causing this. Maybe if you didn't let your kid eat 50 grams of sugar a day and basically all these candies, you know, 100 grams of sugar, 200 grams of sugar. I told you that one time I went to church. I think it was a big Easter celebration they had over there, Resurrection Sunday. And all these kids got these giant lollipops. And they were the big ones, like the big, big, tall, wide ones. All kinds of different colors in it. And I grabbed a hundred hair and hundred goes, look at this thing I got. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. So I looked on the back. It's like 20 grams of sugar per serving. And I went, oh gosh, they're just they're just trying to cut the numbers on this. So there's no way this giant lollipop has 20 grams of sugar. Oh, sure enough, sure enough. Oh, one serving was 20 grams. There's eight servings in this lollipop. Like a kid is going to use that lollipop eight different types in eight different settings. 160 grams of sugar and one gigantic lollipop that they got for free. And I told him, I said, you guys don't need to eat this. And I said, you guys want to swap this out? You want to go to the store and we can get some like organic cookies or something like that? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we did. So I'm not going to sit there and take their lollipop. You get no nothing. You get nothing and you'll like it. I'm not that kind of dad, but I'm also not going to knowingly let them sit there and eat that much sugar with that much food coloring and then wonder why kids are getting sick all the time. 
Be aware of what is being basically brought in and what your family is eating. I say that a lot, but I really mean it because it is so important, especially if you still see people that are starting to get sick lately or basically people's immune systems running down. Very, very important to make sure you're addressing. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Dad was talking about it earlier with Ukraine and what this – then Zelensky just runs his big, stupid mouth. I should say he's, he, the guy's I mean, he's tiny. He's like a dwarf. He runs around making these demands all the time because they've emboldened him now because he thinks he's actually somebody. It's not going to end well for him. He's probably going to run off with a suitcase full of money, and the entire world's going to hate him at the end of the day. Dude, this this guy's a clown. He's an actor on a stage. And what's interesting now is I talk, we talked to you guys a couple weeks ago about how BlackRock is basically working on doing a development finance bank. They've got now the – trillion dollar contract with jp morgan to rebuild ukraine well now i found out more information vion the tele tele telefirm company vion has now signed an agreement with rakuten symphony to to reconstruct ukraine's telecoms infrastructure through investment in digital services as part of a wide effort to repair the damage from the war they've now got the contract as the company stated they've signed a memorandum of understanding committing to set up solid network infrastructure to launch future advanced 5g services and support of the country's digital landscape these efforts will back Ukraine's government initiative to rebuild the company's infrastructure. The operator recently announced a $600 million investment to start up and boost digital technology to roll out advanced 5G in Ukraine's systems. On top of that, Rakuten Group has also signed a separate MOU with Microsoft-backed OpenAI to deliver AI services to all government, consumer, and business clients in Ukraine. The partnership will see Rakuten integrate AI services into all products – while OpenAI will provide the company priority access and support to explore beneficial commercial opportunities and new use causes. Remember what I told you guys a couple weeks ago, how BlackRock is basically going to make Ukraine this new green agenda country. That's why they're going to be dumping literally close to a trillion dollars and rebuilding it. Now, not only are you going to have the new advanced 5G system, whatever that's going to consist of, you now are going to have open AI that is integrated into the entire Internet platform service of Ukraine. Ukraine is going to be the next new experiment to see how far they can push the agenda. That's what it's been about from the very beginning. They already knew when this conflict was started and this theater continued to go on that there was going to be a massive rebuilding of Ukraine. They already planned on this from the beginning. Trust me, BlackRock doesn't do six-month projections. They do five and 10 and 20 and 50-year projections. These guys already knew what they were planning on getting involved in from the very start. They're going to use Ukraine as a new platform to see how far they can push AI with 5G, which the advanced 5G, by the way, will tie into the 6G, which is going to be the virtual augmented reality that they want to bring in now. And this is what they're going to do with Ukraine to see how far they can push the experimentation of the green energy and basically have this country tied into an entire Internet of Things, so to speak. And, of course, it'll all be for their safety and protection in Ukraine, sadly enough. And the rough part about it is there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people. They're probably good people, really good people, and Ukrainians and families that are coming back. And they're going to go into a country that is completely different. It will never be the same once you have BlackRock and these 5G and AI systems implemented in here. I saw the other day, you know, it's interesting because Florida constantly is still having power outages and internet problems, all kinds of stupid stuff all the time on a regular basis over here. But yet 
constantly see these 5G towers that just popped up out of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, driving down the interstate, giant 5G tower here, another 5G tower here. Yet you can never, you never seem to find out when they're being erected. They just show up out of nowhere. And yet the internet hasn't really changed as far as speed or any access to it. Remember how they told us five years ago, 2018, when Verizon and basically T-Mobile, they said they're going to roll out 5G. Everybody's going to be able to stream the internet faster. Everything's going to be greater and better and amazing. It was nothing to do with internet speed at all. 5G was a weapon platform technology that they used in the Army and testing on it decades ago as active denial systems. That's how 5G actually started getting used. It just so happens that they can use it for Internet transmission as well. In my opinion, I've said before, and people go, oh, that's conspiracy theory. You can say it all you want. It doesn't make it a conspiracy if it's actually true. The 5G systems are weapon platforms. Why in the world would you have trillions of dollars being pumped into weapon platform systems all over the country with towers within probably – they're all within about a quarter mile, half a mile, one mile apart from each other. They're never that far apart. Why would you be gridding an entire country with 5G active denial weapon platform systems if you were planning on going in and dropping nukes off all over the country and blowing up all your infrastructure? Just, just a question. That's why I said before, once you constantly hear about this theater with these nukes, I don't even think the entities like the Rothschild banking cartel and all the other clowns, I don't even think they're interested in using nuclear warfare to that extent anymore. Like Dad just talked about with that movie Oppenheimer. Dude, that technology is dangerous. There's no question about it. That is not any type of level of warfare that the entire world ever needs to touch and get involved in. It's just not good. It wipes out everything. And there's the technology is so much more advanced at that now where they can have these directed energy based weapons and do all types of technology. They don't have to use dropping nukes from, you know, B-52 bombers anymore. And that's old school. I was experimenting to see what we could do with this stuff. And the Japanese got the brunt of that one. So, again, understand what they're trying to do and continue to protect and hedge your family the best you possibly can and continue to encourage one another. And talk to your kids. Talk to your family. Keep them strong and talk to them about, you know, basically being positive. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day, and, you know, he, he made a comment. He was like, man, you know, it really turned out to be a crappy day because it's the weather. And I said, well, it's raining all day. I said, the weather's pretty garbage. I said, but overall, it's been a pretty, pretty productive day. So we've got a lot of stuff done. It's been a positive day, and we're strong, and we're healthy, and we're working, and we're doing this. I said, and he's like, I like the way you put that. That's a lot better. I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, that's the thing about it, guys. It's perspective. You know, you can sit around all day and be terrified and sit in fear and be, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Or you can say, listen, this is the day the Lord hath made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it, and I'm going to push on. I'm going to grind forward. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what I have to do because, remember, winners do what they have to do. Losers do what they want to do. A lot of times people want to just sit around and be lazy. They want to take the easiest route. They don't want to take the discipline of getting up and go exercising for 50, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. Losers want to do nothing. Losers want to be spoon-fed and told everything's going to be just fine because they don't have to do anything. If a garden of weeds is a garden of weeds, it can still be a beautiful garden, but you got to pull the weeds. you got to do the effort. you got to put the time in, and you can make that garden of weeds a beautiful garden. But you got to step up and get into it. You can sit around all day and lament and say, oh, I'm in horrible shape, and I don't feel good, and I'm obese, and I'm having all these health problems. Okay, that's a fact. Where do you want to go from here? Is that the way you want it to be? No, then change it. 
Get information. There's so much information that we have on our website, so much information that's all over the internet that you can research and look and talk, you know, go through things and say, hey, listen, this is what you could do for this. This is what you can do for this. You know, first off, start drinking at least, you know, half your body weight and purified fluid ounces of water every single day. Purified water. That's the first thing to do. Stop drinking sodas all day. Stop drinking iced tea with loaded with, you know, half a pound of sugar in it. That right there in and of itself makes an enormous difference I've watched in people's lives as soon as they cut soda out. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people that are drink soda, 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 soda all day long. They have an issue with the prostate. They have an issue with their blood pressure, having issues with energy, having issues with cavities. Suddenly they cut that one thing out of their diet, soda usage, and then all of a sudden it's like everything starts getting better. Now, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all because a lot of times people have health problems that don't drink soda. What I'm saying is if you know something that you're putting in your body on a regular basis is causing problems, address it. Now, am I saying you can't have a soda occasionally if you really like those things on a you know, semi-regular basis? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you right now, drinking them multiple times a day, every single day, is not going to have any type of health benefits for you whatsoever. Something that's want to address and get out there. What do you think, Deb? What's your next story? You, you know, Austin, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you sit back and you kind of watch, you know, people's lives and you watch the good, the bad and the ugly of the people's lives. And you start to realize that a lot of the choices that people make are the choices that cause all the problems. And when you try to tell them these are the problems that they're doing. And if you change these to do this differently, you'll basically have a better life. You know, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. And I guess that's the goal of Christians, isn't it, to try to help one another to see the truth of what Christ did for us and, and try to help us as, help them as much as they possibly can to realize that, you know, we can do all things through Jesus. But a lot of people simply don't want to listen. I mean, look at look at all the information that's coming out now, how the Pentagon wanted to test unregistered medicines on African population. I mean, we know they've been doing that for years and years. There, You see all the time with what happens with the with the with the, with the, with the thing with the bolo over there. And then you have to ask yourself another question. Why isn't the criminal Fauci in prison? We talked about that the other day, how that's never going to happen. We're not going to see that ever. And then we ask ourselves the big question, has there ever been a government as corrupt as Joe Biden's government in the history of the world? I don't think so. I mean, it's, it never, ever ends on what's happening in the world. And that's why we can't be dwelling on this stuff and focusing on it all the days of our life and all the days of the day and all the hours of the day. we got to dwell on the things that God gave us, the things that are good and from above, and realize that. God's still in charge. Prayer still changes things, and we can do all things through Christ. I love you guys so much, and I appreciate you. I'll also finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Spot on with that. And that's why if you guys need anything, be sure to contact us at healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can. If you need anything, call us at 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to try to give you guys best information we can. You know, you'll call up Steve all the time, my main sales guy here. And, I mean, he'll explain to you what you need to take, what you can try, what things you can do. But I always appreciate when people value our time as well. If you're going to call us up, if you're going to get information from us, we're here to do that. Any point in time, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. But please value our time. If you want information, thank you for supporting Health Masters because we got to pay the bills around here and we got to cover the show and everything else. There's no ads. There's no revenue as far as from you know advertisement and commercials. There's zero of that from the show. And so when you support Health Masters, like Dad said, even if you buy toothpaste or mouthwash or ultimate multiple, that helps keep the lights on. That helps keep the insurance paid. That keeps overhead done. And so we do everything we can to help people out. And we really appreciate the support and also getting the truth and fording it. 
We ask people to do that all the time. Please forward the show. Please forward the articles because that's how not only we grow, that's how we wake up more people. And the more people that are awake, the more people that can come together. And when you have something like when parents need to come to the Polk County School Board over insane mass mandates and they come up in the hundreds to the point that they wouldn't even let everybody in the building because we're all trying to come in. There's so many people in. That is what happens when people get awake. That's what happens when people come together and they get organized. That's how it's supposed to be, my friends. Remember, the, the people that are running Congress in the Senate, they're not the law. <laughs> the government is not the United States. The United States of America is groups of states that have come together and states and countries and counties and cities that come together as communities to work together. The government is not our country. The government is what is essentially there to help govern laws in our country. This concept has eluded a lot of people who work in the government as they think they're essentially the ones that run everything. They don't run the country. Our country is run by the community. We're saying government by the people for the people. That concept needs to be brought back, and people need to remember that, especially when you're voting for things and you're looking at amendments and different types of laws that are being put on books and ballots. Always do research on this stuff. Every single time you see it, constantly do research and know what you're actually voting for because an educated population is a strong population, and a strong population is very difficult to take over because they know what's actually happening. So thank you, my friends, again. For the support of healthmasters.com, you need anything, be sure to call us up, 1-800-726-1834. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay strong. We'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.